Today, I will be the eight million and fourth individual to address the topic of racism. I don't really want to. I hadn't actually planned on it. I don't know what I can say that hasn't already been said. However, being the common sense American, that's what I've called myself for this podcast, I really think certain things need to be said. And perhaps the situation is a great deal simpler than we all believe or are making it out to be. I would also encourage people of uh, different ethnicities to provide me feedback on this. Uh, I suppose it's possible that all the liberal backlash over the years has made me paranoid. I don't believe in any way that I'm racist or that I see things through a through white uh, lenses, so to speak. But maybe I do. Maybe I'm missing something. Um, I think what I believe in is, is strict equality. But again, you know, perhaps I'm living in this white bubble that I am of which I am unaware. Um, and if that's the case, I would very much like to know it. But let me begin with saying that when I was in elementary school, one of my best friends was black or African American. Um, that's the premise for this little speech here. Just remember that. And, and before I go any further, let me make one point. Um, we are supposed to refer to people of uh, different ethnicities, African American, Latin American, Asian American, things of that nature. Um, many people say it's politically incorrect to call them by their skin color. Uh, people still use the term black, I think, but uh, American, African American is certainly more accepted and more encouraged. And you've, you, you definitely can't call an Asian American a, a yellow person. That's, you know, that's, I, I think, even worse. Um, however, isn't it interesting that it's still perfectly acceptable to just use the term white people? That that is apparently the only race um, where we are allowed to call them by their skin color. You can use the term Caucasian. But almost nobody ever seems to. No one raises a stink over white, which I think is interesting and certainly indicative of the current state of affairs in this country. But let me get back to that. Uh, returning to my, my friend in elementary school, uh, he was a good friend of mine. Um, we sort of lost touch through the years, junior, junior high and high school. He moved away. Uh, but he was a very good friend of mine, and he was, I believe, he was the only African, African-American kid in the school, or one of only several, in a predominantly white neighborhood and white school. I never thought of it um, as anything unique about being friends with him. Um, and, and what this leads me to believe is that nobody is born racist, Nobody is born hating another person simply because of a different skin color or of a different religion. I don't believe that. That is um, entirely environmental. And my parents certainly were never, you know, filling my head with, um, you know, racist thoughts or anything like that. They're certainly not racist individuals and never once 
uh, made any mention of, you know, white people being superior or people who aren't white being inferior. Um, but at the same time, they also didn't go out of their way to drum into my head that, you know, tolerance is, is, is important. And, you know, I didn't have any such classes in school. I, I didn't need to be told that this person with whom I was friends uh, was the same as me. I didn't, that, that's not something I needed to know. I, I knew he was different because he had a different skin color. That's all I knew. But I didn't, that was the only difference that I saw. When you don't have any environmental information uh, outside of that, all you can do is gather the information you have around you. And all I saw was a kid just like all the other kids. Um, he didn't seem to be any different in any way. Besides the fact that his skin color was different. Um, I liked him because he liked things I liked. And, and uh, we got along and we had fun. And I, it was he was a normal friend. There wasn't anything to think about. There wasn't anything to consider. There wasn't anything. And, and no one made a deal of it either. None of my other friends, none of my white friends made any deal of it. Uh, no one ever mentioned it or whispered about it. That, that didn't happen. So this tells me that I wasn't born biased, nobody is. And you don't have to cram it down people's throats when they're born, if that's the case. Because this wasn't happening when I was a kid. We, we weren't having tolerance seminars in the middle of school. We were actually you know, learning things we needed to know, you know, math, English, history. Um, and because of that, what we have now is enhanced polarization manufactured racism because when one side starts to feel threatened or pushed down, they're going to fight back. And I actually think that's what's happening now only with white people. And can you really blame them? Let me lay out a series of uh, situations. If there is an all African American or all Asian American group of anything could be a, a sports team, a um, it could be a humanitarian group, could be any group, any of them. And every single member was one ethnicity. Nobody would complain, provided that one ethnicity was not white. If the group is all white, that's it. They're all racist, and it's a bad thing. But they can be all of any other ethnicity. And not only will that not, not only will that be tolerated, it will be encouraged and celebrated. They'll call it diversity. I don't get how that's diversity if they're all the same ethnicity. More hypocrisy, I, was, I assume, from the left. Building on that, if you go to apply to a university or a job, don't think for a second that it's a level playing field. Don't think for even one minute that the decision makers are going to make their decisions based solely on your qualifications, on your GPA or your school performance in general to get into college, or your experience past education when trying to get a job. 
employers, they'll whisper this behind closed doors because they really, really don't want anybody to know the truth because this can fall back on them. If they have, if they have five identical resumes in front of them, and they haven't, you know, conducted any interviews yet, and they have this group, and really, and the only difference, okay, is that one of them is a white individual and the other ones are just varying ethnicities. Here's a guarantee, especially if that is a white heterosexual male, that person is at the bottom of the list. I know nobody wants to believe this. I know that sounds like some sort of conspiracy theory, but if you ask, ask a few employers. I know a few people who are in business. And they are under the gun all the time because of the labor board, because of the ACLU. If they don't hire the African-American or the transgender or the gay Latino or, or whatever, if they don't, that person has a case. They can run to the labor board. They can run to the ACLU. They can run to the papers. If they're not hired or not promoted or fired, try firing one of these people. On the same time, try firing a white heterosexual male and be no problem. I'd like to know the last time the ACLU or a labor board fought for a white male in the workplace. I don't see that happening. I only see them defending themselves. A white male who is fired or doesn't get a job has no recourse. They can't claim racism. Ironically, that is probably one of the reasons why they didn't get the interview or the job today. That is a fact, because the employer simply cannot afford to constantly deal with this mess. And they're just going to cave and let's say, fine, if, if this is the way things are, we just won't interview white people. We won't hire white people. We won't promote white people. Universities are even worse. They're just flat out, they admit it. I mean, they're, they're calling for all black graduation groups and, and days. and it, That's just a colossal mess that I don't even really want to get into, but it's also a fact. Take a look at the recent news about uh, the Me Too movement having actually a negative impact on women in the workplace because men in the workplace are now absolutely terrified and they have every right to be. Now they're saying, you know what? We, we don't even want meetings with women face-to-face -face and behind closed doors. We, we can't afford that risk. That's the point we've reached. We can't afford to take the risk of looking a woman in the eye at the workplace. I know several people who work in offices, men, white men. And every weekend they're saying, you know, I think I'm just walking on eggshells and I'm I'm a half a step away. I'm a hair's breadth away from being fired for something I didn't mean, didn't intend. I'm just, at this point, I am avoiding all the women in the workplace. They talk to me. I look down on my shoes. They, they ask me a question. I sort of mumble and look away. I'm afraid that I, anything, and I'm done. And let's not forget the rule that is still in place, that intent is irrelevant in the workplace. What this means is that it doesn't matter what you intended or what you meant. All that matters is what the person who felt offense felt. That, that's it. That's, that's all we care about. Whatever they say, that's it. You have no defense. There's nothing to talk about. You're done. How can you not be terrified? And it's like this everywhere. Everywhere you look. 
there can be any number of groups, there can be any number of institutions or, or organizations, and they can have every single ethnicity but white people, but Caucasians, and it doesn't matter. That is not racist. And on the flip side, you cannot have white group of anything and, and have it be you know, an all-white group and say anybody say that's okay. If you say, for example, uh, if an African-American says, you know, I, I, I like to be among my people. I, I, I go, I want, I went to visit, I don't know where they say they came from Cuba. They, they wanted to go to Cuba or, or um, even here in the United States, they prefer to live around people who are African-Americans. That's perfectly fine. That's celebrated and encouraged. Can you imagine a white person saying that? Saying, you know, I prefer to be around other white people. I prefer to go to Ireland or Scotland or something, or the place where I was from. Um, they're racist and biased and dangerous. Whereas the other person, the guy who's, you know, from Cuba and wants to celebrate his heritage, that's, that's fine. That's, that's to be encouraged. That's to be celebrated. These sorts of double standards are only described as racism. It can only be racism. And what do you expect? The, the, the Caucasians are they're feeling like they see this everywhere. What do you expect them to do? It seems to me that liberals want an eye for an eye. It seems they want to embrace this revenge status thing where they say, well, you know, you've oppressed, white people have oppressed every one of other minorities long enough. Now it's your turn to feel the pain. That's the only explanation for what's happening. Ironically, eye for an eye should be something these quote-unquote peace-loving liberals should be very much against. But I think we've seen plenty of evidence that says, A, they are not peace-loving, and B, forget you know, being against um, anything of any moral value. They're just, they're just out to beat you with a bat until you believe what they believe. And if they say it's racist, it's racist. doesn't matter what you say. That whole intent is a relevant thing. You know that was put in place by a liberal because it's what they believe in. It doesn't matter what you say. I'm right. It doesn't matter that we have endless reams of entertainment. And it, the, this, the not-so-subtle message in all of it is that white people are bad. Try to write a book or a screenplay or try to do anything in the arts in which the cast of characters is all white. Give it a shot. Do you, it wouldn't work at all. You wouldn't get anywhere. And in fact, you'd be branded as racist. At the same time, all I'm seeing, I see plenty of it. Books, movies, television shows, plays, music. Groups of people putting these things together. The people on the screen, the people on the stage, the people in the books. They could be all African-American. They could be all Asian-American. They can be all of any ethnicity but white. And if there are white people in it, you, you may start to notice that they're generally villains. That if there is a villain, that person is white and generally male. That the heroes, the heroines, are not. This is dangerous. This is not equality. This has nothing to do with equality. This is dangerous racism. 
And again, it's not something with which we are born. If that was the case, I don't believe I ever would have been friends with this individual as a child. And I was hardly the only one as, as, as time went on. A few more African-American kids came in and they made friends easily enough. I saw no evidence of them being maligned or stepped on. Um, you know, kids see them as different only because of their skin color, but the, they're around them enough to know there's nothing else there to really make a big stink about. And we didn't. This whole idea that all little white kids are going to beat up the, the kid who looks different, that's never true. Liberals want you to believe it's true. And bear in mind, they want you to believe it's true because, again, white people are supposed to be bad. I mean, we've heard all the terrible stories of, of, of white police officers, for example, uh, assaulting African-Americans. And in no way do I condone that. But have you ever heard? of a story of an African-American police officer assaulting a white individual on racist pretenses. Have you ever heard of it? I haven't. Does that mean it has never happened? I, I don't think so. I'm fairly certain it has, just as the other side has happened. Or maybe we're supposed to believe that that never happens. The bottom line is, there's only one form of racism that's acceptable, and it's against white people. And it's very, very obvious right now. I'm not saying I understand what the slaves went through. That's going way too far. I don't claim to be a slave. I don't claim to, you know, wake up in fear every day. I do claim that if you can't see this nationwide press against one particular race, and that is white people and specifically white heterosexual males, you're either part of the problem and you're pushing this agenda, or you're just blind. And that's the one thing that bothers me the most. It bothers me not because it's happening. It bothers me because nobody is seeing it as a problem. It's being laughed about. It's being, we're being instructed that this is okay. And in my view, the very definition of racism is, you know, oppressing a person for the color of their skin without taking anything else into account simply because of the way they look. And if that's the case, what's also happening is that that person has no recourse. That person has no say. Whatever that person says is wrong. Whatever that person says should be disbelieved. And that's what's happening. A white person has no say, has no defense. If that person says that per he is offended, if a white person says they are offended, they're not allowed to be offended. They're just suddenly racist. They'll just go straight the other direction. Whites are not allowed to be offended. They're not allowed to feel as if they're being squeezed out. If you say that, you will be mocked. You will be derided. You will not get an ear. You will get no one to listen to you. And that right there is the definition of racism. That. We did do it. We did it to people in the past. We did it to the slaves. People down through American history. Down through all of world history. This, is, this has been a problem from the very moment humans of different skin colors and beliefs came together. 
it's it's a base fear of things we don't know, things of the unfamiliar, and we all understand that. We're supposed to get by that. We're supposed to be past that. And if there is going to be a race war, we know who started it because it's the people who didn't get past it. The so-called elevated, highly educated liberals who are the only ones pushing this racial divide. I was not born racist. You keep it up, you're going to make me racist, and I don't want to be. I want to continue to believe that everybody is very, very equal, and I, I do. But you start to feel pressed on the longer this goes. And it's a, it's a terrible feeling. And the fact that I can't say it's a terrible feeling right there is the problem in a nutshell. Think about it.